Hey, everybody, it's Jules, and thanks so much for listening to another segment of the Jules Show podcast, where I have a special treat. Listen, you know Benji, right? You, you've grown to know him through the JR Show, and then he's on um, 3 of 7, Saturday and Sundays. But I had the opportunity to get to know Benji and, and the God story of Benji's life and how God um, drew him um, to himself. When we were together during a share and let me just tell you what happens on Sherathon now. We use early mornings and late nights. And so we all were sitting around together just telling stories about how um, we came to Christ and how God redeemed us and, and a little bit about who we were before Christ. And, and I think that's the neat thing is that God is in the business of restoring and, and changing us. And uh, Benji is no different. And so you are in for a treat uh, not to say, wow, Benji, you've really worked hard on cleaning your life up, but to say, isn't God so big? Isn't he um, so powerful and so loving uh, that he can change anybody, even even when you feel like you are at that place where you're um, not reachable by God? So, Benji, thanks mm-hmm. for being willing to do this with me. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, because, you know, when I called you up and I was like, Benji, would you, would you share everybody your story? You kind of didn't see that one coming. You thought it was just a private, all of us sitting around sharing right. our testimonies. Right. Yeah, that was, uh, it took me off guard a little bit, I guess. I hear you. You know, but uh, because this is not something I've really shared on the air, I don't think. You know, I mean, because it's it's one of those stories of, it's a process, yes. you know. And so the story might take a, a few minutes to tell, but, uh, but yeah, it's one of those. Well, we all want to know. Uh, the man behind the voice, because we've grown to know you, um, listening to you on the radio. And uh, so start us off. Tell us the younger Benji. The younger Benji. Growing up south of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I was born in LaGrange and have lived there my entire life, and I still live there. How far away do you live from your family home? Uh, how many miles do you oh, know? How many? Uh, probably about six or seven miles. Not too far Not away. Not too far. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you live- were like born and raised yeah definitely. i mean you yeah georgia peach right, right. <laughs> through and through <laughs> yeah yeah i actually went to high school at lagrange high school and lived on the same block as lagrange high school so i was able to walk to school and and back home back in the day yeah back in the day kids when you could walk to school that's right without the police getting reported on you <laughs> yeah when it's one block it's okay <laughs> that's right <laughs> that may still be okay i don't know well so were you raised in a christian home I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, I, I say that somewhat. We weren't when, when I was really young. We we went to church. Um, like, like baby Benji, or we're talking toddler Benji. I, I would say toddler up through you know maybe uh, elementary school, okay. and uh, that was with my mom. Now my dad had 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 a bad experience with uh, with the church. Um, some. Something was said to him. He hmm. used to be in a band back in the day in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and had long hair. And the people at the church that he went to did not like the long hair and said something to him about it. And that that sort of drove him away from wanting to be around hmm. people like that. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, he just kind of had a, had a blanket that he put over the church. Well, and do you find yourself, because sometimes when I hear you on the radio, it's almost like God... Um, draws you to people who have been hurt like, mm-hmm. it, by the church. It seems like you have a tenderness towards mm-hmm. those. And you might not even realize that, but I can see, hear how you word things in such a way 
um, that you have that in mind, that there are people that are hurt by the church. So do you feel like God uses that in your life? You know, that's insightful, Jules, because I do have a very... uh, I've got a huge sensitivity toward uh, an empathy for people who have been hurt by the church because I feel like, you know... um, I, I, I'm going to kind of divert here for a second, but um, one of the most holy moments I've ever experienced in an interview was one where Jr. was interviewing Matt Marr, mm. and Matt Marr was sitting next to me, and, and he was talking about um, an, an experience that he had with um, with his father before his father passed away, and his father uh, was not a Christian up until the moment right before he passed away. Wow! And it was just to just to feel that moment um being right next to Matt Marr and having him weep right you know just I could have put my arm around him but I was so kind of frightened but uh anyway his what he said in that moment was the fact that uh, you know we've all been there where we want to come to Christ and uh you know he was talking about his song uh his take on just as I am and, um, you know, how his dad wanted to be, uh, he wanted to know Jesus and how his sensitivity in it was that we as a church, a lot of times I feel like we, we're, we're very concerned about who's in and who's out. Yeah. You know, when Jesus says, come to me all, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, you got to, if you've not listened to it, you can actually go back in the Thursday afternoon chat archives at thejoyfm.com and check that, that conversation out. It's incredible. It sounds so, like it. Yeah. Well, because it was um, like your dad and, and where your heart leans towards people who feel right. like. Right. And thankfully my dad's story is like Matt Mars story in the, and, but actually even better because my dad, um, before he passed away, um, he was able to come to Christ a few months before, you know, he had uh, a cancer diagnosis. And um, so he had six months to think about what was going on with his life and how much time he had left. And uh, he, he gave his all to Jesus and actually in the hospital, anybody who would come into the room, he would, he would make sure that they, they knew that uh, he's, he's happy because, uh, because he had Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And just God's goodness that you could see that, Yeah, that you had the opportunity to see a man. Right. Who, because what was he like as a child was when he was burned by the church, then what was he like as a father? Did he oppose you going to church? Did he support it? He, he was very, um, he wasn't really critical about it, but very skeptical because of his experience and because maybe I, and I don't want to put thoughts, you know, bring sure. his thoughts out when I don't know that they were his thoughts, right. but I, I feel like he may have thought that I may become one of them. Judge, you know what I mean? Judge, and judgmental yeah. and, sure. and all of this. And yeah. 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 Well, so when you went to church um, early on, did you feel like you, had a relationship or what were your thoughts at that time? Well, you know, to start with, I, I mean, when I, when I came back to church after going with, uh, with my mom and, and my brother's brother and sister, um, when we came back, it was through my aunt and uncle, they, uh, my dad's brother and his wife, uh, wanted to make sure that we were going to church. And so they took us to church with them and we were there all the time. Um, this was, you know, fifth, sixth grade on up through, you know, most of high school. And so it was like a social gathering for me. You know, it was youth group, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like my experience in youth group was a lot 
like anybody else's experience is in youth group. You have a lot of fun. You do a lot of cool things. And you talk about Jesus, too. And, uh, you know, you go to conferences. And that was where my, uh, where my salvation uh, happened was at a youth conference. Um, I had a, had a very real moment of um, just experiencing this, this vision of Jesus on the cross for me. And it was, it was the, it was the greatest spiritual moment ever, you know, to, to know that, to have complete faith in that it happened and that it was for me and and for anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you can know God. God did all of this so you could know him. Right, right. The unfortunate thing that happened after that was the fact that I did not have an opportunity to get plugged in with, uh, with being discipled. And after, how old were you at this moment. time? This was about 13 okay, years so old. Okay, so kind of a pivotal, Yeah, making yeah. a lot of decisions about right, right. who you're going to be. And and I don't want to blame the church for that. It was just that it just didn't happen for, for me. I mean, maybe as a 13-year-old, I, I may have taken the initiative to, uh, you know, to do more for my own uh, spiritual journey, but, you know, not having a a home where uh, where it was you know held in high regard to to grow your faith. Mm-hmm. It's it, it wasn't instilled by my parents to keep to expand upon that experience that I had. What about your aunt and uncle? They were they they brought us to church. They you know okay. and, and I, and but I, that I, daily personal devotion right. and relationship prayer right like that was right. And if anything can be said out of this, it's not like. I feel like my experience was my experience in that, um, you know, I didn't do it right. Air quotes, you know, he's doing air quotes. (laughs) You can't see them, but he did it. It's legit air quotes. Yes. (laughs) Um, but I feel like, you know, whatever it took got me to, to today, you know? So I, I feel like whatever happens. Okay. Because today's okay. You know? Right. Well, and then, so you went on to high school, um, not knowing, you had an, an experience, let me make sure I'm saying this right, mm-hmm. an experience with God where he redeemed you, but then then what? Right. I mean, right. How do you, what, what do you do? What's the next step? And yeah, so the, how did that impact high school years yeah, for it you? Was, it was weird because it was an experience uh, that came and I, you know, I, I started reading my Bible a little bit, this and that. Didn't really understand a whole lot about it. And that's, you know, it was kind of intimidating, I guess, you know, which scripture can be unless you have somebody that. uh, Especially when you go into like Leviticus. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It can be a little, little much. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it it was just something that I, I had a passion for and I just did not keep going. Eventually, the time when my dad passed away. Which were. I was a senior in high school when he got his uh, diagnosis of wow. uh, having lymphoma. So my last bit of high school um, was spent knowing that my dad was um, mm-hmm. was probably not going to be with us uh, till the end of that year. So and he and he didn't make it to the end of the year. He uh, actually died July 2nd after I graduated high school, which is a weird time for yeah. me. You know, I because it's such a between high school and college when you don't know who you are and right. you're trying to figure out what right. what does the college Benji look like? You yeah, know? And, yeah, and and even having a father sure. figure in your life, not having it any longer, um, you know, you can you know an individual can go in lots of different directions, but the direction I went in was 
was not the uh, healthiest direction at all. I, and I'm saying that really, you know, just to say that it was an unhealthy direction. You and, know. and you went off to uh, Georgia Southern, correct? I did. I did. I went to Georgia Southern. Did you go off that fall? I did. I went so at, your father passed away in July and then you went off to college in August. Right. Wow. Right. And in that time, you know, in thinking about my faith, I had um, I had identified where I was with it just because I don't know. Um, I I'd drifted so far that I felt the best way to label it was agnostic. I, I didn't think that there was a way to know if there was or wasn't a God. So and freshman so, year in college, that's how yeah. you kind of process maybe your father passing away and not really right. understanding right. what a personal relationship with Christ looks like exactly. day in and day out. You yeah. know, what is that? Yeah. And and when somebody's hurting like I was, yeah. um, you know, you you could turn to Jesus and find everything you need, but that I went in a darker direction and I turned to alcohol and I um, started experimenting with, um, with some illegal substances and, um, it took me down a road that uh, that that got really dark over the, over the next few months. In your darkest of days, could you feel Jesus pursuing you? Actually, I actually I could. That's a great question because there was a moment I had an RA on the uh, floor and uh, that that I lived on uh, the dorm that I lived in, and he you could tell this guy had a light about him. And he was he was older than the average college student, and uh, you could tell that he wanted he wanted good. I, I could tell he wanted good for me, and I feel like he was like the kind of guy that wanted good for for the people around him. You know, just a super nice guy. And you know, come to find out, he is he was a guy who was really strong in his faith. Mm-hmm. One of my worst nights I had uh, coming home that was, you know, I was kind of half in and out of consciousness. I was, I was so bad off. I do remember, um, having a conversation with him and, uh, and pouring my heart out to him and, uh, and him sharing his faith with me. I felt like there was a pursuit. If there ever was one, there was a pursuit in that moment, but I chose to, to deny Jesus in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, and keep on doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I always think about um, Benji just here, and you think is that scripture where you'll know that um, you're my disciple by how you love one another. Mm. He wasn't wagging his finger at you and saying shame, exactly. shame, shame. He was pursuing you with love. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And when I say he, I'm not talking about the RA. I'm talking about Jesus. But he yeah, was using totally. your RA like that. Totally. Yeah. You know, using that. Exactly. Well, and what a great example. What a great example. Yeah, of, of that scripture in action mm, and totally. how it impacted your life. Yeah. Um, and even, that, even though you said no at that moment, he was still drawing you yeah. and drawing you. Yeah, yeah. Well, take me then, um, what happened after that? Well, things just got worse at, at college. I, uh, my grades were, were horrible. I actually, um, I, I got through the first year and, um, you know, barely and made it to the next fall semester. And, um, just, uh, it, it was, it was a wild, wild time in my life. And I can remember at, at the end of that fall semester, my grades were so bad that I was suspended for the next semester. And, uh, I didn't tell my mom and, uh, I, I stuck around and, uh, just, 
worked at, at a huddle house, you know, trying to trying to make ends meet, trying to make my rent on my apartment that I lived at with guys that were no good for me. And uh, yeah, so it was it was kind of one of those things. And it just I remember Christmas break. I didn't want to go home. I just I had the job there in Statesboro and I just kept working. It was so depressing. I mean, it was it was just go to work and then go get drinks and just just keeping on doing that. Hmm. And I remember being at a point where I was so low that I contemplated suicide. I was I was that low. I mean, wow. it was the darkest time I've ever experienced in my life. And um yeah. So that that was how far it sunk up until around it was around Valentine's Day um after you know everybody had come back and started school and um I had an experience that sort of flipped I this is this is so hard to talk about because it's not pretty at all mm-hmm. um but I I used some drugs that um that really messed my my brain up for a while I mean I yeah. I had um I had gone from severe depression to a severe manic episode where uh, it was just just this wild time where I was every thought I had was grandiose and everything was beautiful and ah uh, it is it is a miracle that I didn't do something that would have killed me you sure. know and uh, I had a a dear friend that knew that I was in trouble that got me to a facility and uh, I stayed in the psychiatric uh, facility for a week transferred to one that was closer to home for another month uh, before I was even able to be in society again. So it was just, um, it was a crazy time. But in that facility, I was introduced to recovery, which I didn't, I I was not seeking recovery, you know, Uh, but I, I did, the seed was planted at least, you know, I heard about 12 steps and, um, you know, I first and foremost, and and most importantly, is I learned that God is the answer to my problems. Which you know, you say that to someone who's a, identified himself as an agnostic, and you think, sure. really, you know, I, so I have to draw the line here. I have to say, God is, you know, so and there's one, yeah, right, one God, and he's not me. What, you yeah. know, um, so yeah, I. I started, you know, at least saying with my uh, with my speech that okay, God's the answer, you know. But still, I wanted to hang on to, yeah, you know, that old life, those friends, you know, that freedom that I had so called that quote unquote air quotes again on the yeah. freedom, you know, that I had experienced in college, and um, and my first relapse came from a visit back to old friends at college. You know, and and that kept me going on that path again for a few months until I finally um, had a moment of, you know what, there is nothing in this that I want anymore. It's not doing me any good. So on my own, I went and got the help that I needed and got back into recovery and uh, stuck with it and really started believing in God. But the interesting thing is it was not a God of God, the father and the son and the Holy spirit. 
it was a God of my own understanding where I'm kind of projecting all of these, um, I don't want to say rules, but it was my own theology, my own ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Which in and of itself was not the worst direction I could have gone in, but it was not the best either. You know, it was not the direction that I needed to go in. And that was several years that I was in that place. You know, that was from 1994 up and that was 10 years, actually. 1994 up until, um, well, maybe closer to now. Where you weren't doing destructive things yourself. Right. But you weren't surrendering yeah. completely to God either. Right. So what was that, that moment then? What, what, what made you say, okay, there is truth, you know, that this is God's word. This is. I think it was the, when we finally, at, at the time when I came back uh, to the faith of my childhood was when I decided as being someone who has a uh, daughter um, I, I say I decided my wife strongly suggested that uh, that we go try out a church in town. Um, what was your first response when she she said, okay, Benji, Sunday morning, we're getting up. Yeah, it was like, okay, I guess. you. Well, I mean, I, I love my daughter with all my heart. And, you know, if that's the reason that she's mm. giving, I'm okay with at least, you know, doing it for her, right? You know, and steal some good morals. Yes, yes. Get her involved in something that's good for her, you know, and that's, I think that's great. So that was my first reaction. It was not, you know, put, pushing it away or anything. So this was my first experience with the contemporary church, and I loved it. Absolutely. Let me tell you, I walked in. And the series that the church was doing was on uh, evangelism and evangelism in your own communities. And the band was playing an instrumental of taking it to the streets from the Doobie Brothers (laughs) as I'm walking it in, (laughs) you know, and I'm thinking. You're like, this isn't my aunt and uncle's church. This is, this is not hymns and, you know, yeah, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with traditional church. Yeah. Love music. Love music. And so, yeah, and these guys were really good too. And it was, that was, that was an immediate interest for me, you know, but the whole way that the service was put together and I, I just really liked it. And I thought, um, I, I, I would like to explore coming back and, and hearing more in this style, you know, it just worked and it was, it was interesting to me. So, you know, after a few weeks, I could really start hearing Jesus talking to me again, talking to my spirit. And I was, uh, I was working at another radio station. I was working at a secular station at the time. And uh, I just remember just having it on my mind after going to service on, on the Sunday. It was on a Monday. And um, I had one of these moments where I'm like looking at myself in the mirror in the bathroom uh, at the radio station. And it was Jesus saying to me, look, are you in this or not? Mm. Are you going to jump on board or not? And I, I nailed down. I hit my knees. Wow. And and he had me. And he's not let go of me. <laughs> and uh, and I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that that the prodigal can come back, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, you know, Benji, in my life when I've had rebellion and, and I stopped hearing 
Jesus's voice in my life and his spirit, when I hear it again, I, I realize how much I've missed it. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, I've missed you. You know, did right. you have that when you all of a sudden, cause you said you were 13, um, around that age, you know, and, and then, and then you went decades. I mean, you went, yeah. you went a long time without hearing his voice. So what was that like? Like all of a sudden being able to hear him again. Oh, it was like being a kid again. Um, and even in moments of worship, um, you know, and I, and I'll, I'll get back to the church that I was introduced to and the fact that, you know, people in the church worshiped differently. And I loved the, the freedom of that, you know, and, in, in that it was okay to, uh, to, for a man to, to raise his hands and, and to, uh, to let tears stream down his face when he felt Jesus's presence, you yeah. know? And, um, I really, really thought that was just a good thing because there've been times in my life in the past, you know, in those, in those times where, you know, that was, it was kind of looked down upon in the church that I was going to for, you know, for that level of emotion to be, uh, expressed, you know, um, and I was in a place where it was okay to have that expression. Well, and you said, Benji, that it was the music that really caught your attention when you first walked into the church. How do you think that spills over to the ministry here at the Joy FM for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh! it actually, as soon as I started going to the church, I started listening to this station. It was under a different name back then, but I started listening to contemporary uh, Christian music, and it was it was such a good between Sundays and on even on Sundays, uh, you know, soundtrack to listen to when I was in the car, you know, and it's just, I love it. I, I love the fact that, um, that we have music that, that we play on the joy FM that is, that's relevant to people, you know, and it speaks to, speaks to, uh, to someone in 2019, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and, um, cause there's power in music. Yeah, there is. There is. There's so many, um, so many different emotions that are uh, that are felt that that um, that you can that you can really, um, I guess, lock arms with the artists and and feel what they were feeling when they were writing the songs, you know, and and uh, and just go right along with them, you know. It's I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say thank you for being so transparent, being willing to. Um, to 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 glorify God with your testimony, because I think it's so tempting to hide um, ugly parts about ourselves, right, and ugly yeah. things about our, our past, right. Um, but who gets the glory when you don't? When you do that, right. And um, so, um, before we go, would you, Benji, maybe speak to that listener right now who says, um, "I'm too far gone. I've messed up my life too much for um, for me to ever be able to get back to Jesus." Or, or to even know who Jesus is. Maybe they've right. never even heard his voice. Right. Well, I, I would just say to anybody that's longing for something in their life to just just for that 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 wholeness that we all want to feel. When we get down to the just basic truth of living life as a human being, we want to be winners. We want to feel complete. We want to have a fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. And I would say that it is, it it is so gratifying and 
there is nothing like just letting yourself go and saying, here I am. Father, take me as I am. Because he wants you. He wants you more than anything, you know? Yeah. And uh, so just just get to a quiet place and listen for the voice that's going to come in your heart. You know, I'm not going to say how your experience is going to go, but just be willing. Just be willing because uh, your life will never be the same. And it's never going to be the same in an exponentially better way than you've ever experienced it. Hmm. Well, I... Um Benji, I was listening to you a couple of days ago because you're on Saturday and Sundays, three to seven, and then also you're the producer of the JR show, so you can hear uh, Benji during the weekday. But um, you, you kind of touched on your goals for this next year, and, and more importantly, where you feel like God is um, speaking to you. And um, it was actually, Benji, one of those moments where my husband and I we were driving around with the kids in the minivan, and I said, shh, shh be quiet, wait, I want to hear what he's saying. <laughs> Because it was, it was, um, you know, there's just some times where you just know that God is leading you to some scripture mm. um, for a reason and a purpose. And I thought, I, I want to hear that. And yeah. um, so before you go, would you share um, with everybody uh, what you were, were, the scripture that God's put on your heart for yeah. this next year? Yeah, this is it for 2019 and, you know, just for life, I think, because, and I'll tell you where I, where I stumbled across this, um, I saw a post from Jason Roy, who is the lead singer of Building 429, uh-huh. and he recently discovered that his mom had been praying this psalm over his life since he was uh, 14 years old. Wow. And I thought, okay, that must be a good one that, that I need to revisit. You know, the psalms are great, period. But uh, 138. Psalm 138 is the one, and it just, it really, really touched me. And if we have time, I can read it. I would love for you to. It's not one of those huge psalms. So uh, Psalm 138, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the, air quotes, gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your unfailing love and your faithfulness. For you have so exalted your solemn decree that it surpasses your fame. When I called, you answered me. You greatly emboldened me. May all the kings of the earth praise you, Lord, when they hear what you have decreed. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is exalted, he looks kindly on the lowly. Though lofty, he sees them from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will vindicate me. Your love, Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. I just love that. It's just... I mean, do you know why I said I wanted you to read that again? Because when you said that on the radio, I thought, that's your life, Benji. He never forgot about you right he did not forsake you like he was after you even when you were like you said the darkest time when I was in and out of consciousness he sent a messenger to you right right and those right there at the beginning when he's talking about uh before because when David wrote this before the gods I Mm. will sing your praise all those gods all those idols that I had all the you know the things that I was looking to for fulfillment 
put them down. I'm going to sing praises to God because he is everything. And he loves me with a love that is just chasing after me like 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 some like an animal that cannot be uh you know cannot get away right <laughs> you know, that's how he's chasing after me and uh and I love it I just love that he's chasing after me and he won't let me go